0: Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome once again for another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. You know, I was uh, lying on my back the other day, staring at my ceiling, doing research, and um, I, was, I, was, I was reflecting a bit uncomfortably, remembering the day I lost my self-respect. It seems like it was only yesterday, but I, but I, I, I did remember it vividly. It, it was one of those days that you can never possibly forget, like like your wedding day or your first wedding day, or I don't know, like the day of your first communion or uh, the. I don't know, the birth of a child, the day you got your driver's license, or I don't know, the day you tried but failed to lose your virginity, or, or, or the day you lost a parent, or, or the day you realize that it's not gas, but despair that makes digestion such a tortured affair. I mean, I remember these types of days down to the last detail. I remember the weather, I remember the light, the color of my socks. These are the kind of days that are etched to your soul. And, and so it was, or so it is, with the day that I finally, after many, many years of preparation, the day I completely lost my, my self-respect. It was, it was on that day where I realized that I wasn't that different from everybody else. After years of deceiving myself, I finally came to the realization that people were just like me or or I was just like them, only worse. And and, and it was on that day that I decided to become amiable, more cooperative, more agreeable. I I even composed a sort of five-point plan. I secretly called it Timmy's Five Rules for likability. Honestly, with bullet points and everything. I mean, it was so practical, so distilled, so actionable. It, it, it wouldn't have looked out of place on a, on a LinkedIn post or, I don't know, a mommy blog. But here, listen, here. Timmy's five-point plan for getting along with others. One, never use an unnecessary adjective. Two, Always speak second. Three. If a cliche is available, use it. Four. Wear only gray or dark blue. And five. Never order black coffee. I'm telling you, it works. I'm a little bit ashamed, but... I'm ashamed about a lot of things. But, 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 but this works. Now, I have all sorts of lists by now, all sorts of affirmations. My studio is full of post-its, post-its all over the place with all these crazy personal exhortations. Be positive, show gratitude, forgive yourself, or, or have one that's on this special floral pattern posted. I, I wrote in big blue letters, you are loved. I actually have a name for all this. I call it the cruise factor. It doesn't matter which cruise. It could be Ted, it could be Tom. It makes no difference. What matters is if your level of cynicism or or defeatism or fatalism or whatever is still intact, if you find that it's still intact, if these guys can still get your hair up, Tom or Ted, it doesn't matter, the important thing is to realize that it means that you are still capable of outrage. And you equally realize that futility is not a good enough reason to give up. Now, if that all resonates with you, you probably should hold on to your self-respect just a little bit longer. But the moment, but the moment the cruises leave you unmoved, unoffended, that's when you know you've become hollow, opaque, a crust, a shell, your last defense against intellectual corruption has finally abandoned you you've become opportunistic now now you've become a vessel you've you've become a a strategic deliberate choreographer of your legacy your your image you no longer have scruples at that moment you begin to outsource introspection to a post-it note it's at that moment When you slap the sticky on your bathroom mirror with the word authenticity drawn decisively with a black sharpie. It's at that precise moment when you realize and see yourself less as a being and more as a brand. You know, when I imagine those hot, humid Parisian summer evenings at the Le Wagon Bleu in the 1920s where Max Jacob and, and Mika Carpentier and Josep Torres-Campalans would meet regularly over, over big plates of mashed potatoes and drinking glass after glass of Les Veuves Solitaires, that, that, that strange sour cocktail made from wheat beer and cassis. I can't imagine them reaching these conclusions, these compromises that today are, are taken as commonplace. For these for these legendary artists introspection had nothing to do with finding a truth but but actually quite the contrary it was deception that they held in the highest regard art was a ruse not a religion and the imperative to the modern artist was not to build character but to destroy what they called the tyranny of the actual but unfortunately for me, for a variety of reasons, I have failed miserably. And I remember the day it happened to me. I remember the day, I remember the hour even, when I finally lost my self-respect. It was, it was October 23rd, 2018. I remember, I remember the Los Angeles sky was overcast, but rain seemed more like a prayer than a forecast. I was wearing my, my favorite pair of lime green camouflage yoga pants, and I was drinking a cup of very weak coffee out of a paper cup with the ominous numbers seven and 11 printed in bold red digits all over the ribbed cardboard cup holder. And I was thinking, I was thinking about waste. I was, I was thinking about the planet and about the fate of the plastic lid from which I was carefully sipping. I was, I was thinking about the fact that, as your typical denizen of Southern California, I had no problem driving to some nondescript strip mall four blocks from my studio and spending 99 cents on an excessively large cup of weak coffee that I had no plan of finishing. And I remember thinking to myself, Timmy, Timmy, stop already. Stop playing the virtue game. Stop thinking of yourself as a good person with good goals and good values. And just because you gave the ACLU 25 bucks, that doesn't mean that you'd you'd, you'd turn down a chance to have your sculptural knickknacks share some blue-chip booth at the next Shanghai Art Fair. And and unlike Campalans and Carpentier, your art is not your calling. It's not your life. No, to you, Timmy, your art is your career. And then it hit me my sculptural knickknacks no matter how clever they are with their cunning cross-references to Spongebob and Michel Foucault, the way they combine a cool Duchampian detachment with the quirky craftsmanship of a Louise Bourgeois, the way they they make you feel both initiated and befuddled by their open-ended hermeticism. These really nice works of hip intelligence will never be more than bit players in the grand game of galleries and, and collectors. But, I said to myself at the time, I said, What if I can latch on to some current craze, a craze that's still in its nascent state but looks promising enough so that there's a decent chance that I can ride some sort of popular commercial wave without appearing like, I don't know, like a total sellout. And it was then that I realized that this dramatic professional pivot will require a major decision because it will require a complete and total abdication of my self-respect. But the way I saw it, if I can squander the Earth's resources with gratuitous and redundant waste, if I can drink my Big Gulp coffees without losing a minute's sleep, if I can participate in art fairs, in despotic countries with genocidal designs on ethnic minorities, then I don't know, then why can't I also, well, have a podcast? So here we are. Here we are 100 episodes later. This is a milestone. This is my 100th episode. And thank you Thank you to my listeners. I could not have done it without you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for all your support. And if any of you out there are entertaining the idea of getting rid of all pretense, if you have found yourself making little compromises here and there, I'm here to tell you that it's not so bad on the other side. You can get over it. Turns out that self-respect, in my opinion at least, is way overrated, and if you ask me, I'd go so far as to say that if we all adhered to the strict proprieties of the good, of the just, of the dignified, there would be no hope, no future, and certainly no audience for the lives of contemporary artists.